On Tuesday's May 26th edition, the NFL plans to have full stadiums by August. Patrick Ewing is out of the hospital, Coca-Cola 600 post-race discipline, and much more. NASCAR announced Monday that it would need to handle a few disciplinary issues. First, Jimmy Johnson's 48 car failed inspection after he finished second place in Sunday night's race. Thus, he has been disqualified for that particular event, but it will show up on paper as finishing 40th. According to NASCAR officials, the rear alignment of the vehicle failed inspection, and that is automatically disqualification. The team did have an option to appeal the penalty, but decided to accept the punishment. The crew chief for Jimmy Johnson, Cliff Danielson, on Twitter disappointed about her post-race, OSS. We think something must have broken, but won't know until we get back to the shop tomorrow and can diagnose. Tough news after a strong night. This team is getting stronger, and we are focused forward. We'll be back Wednesday with another great car. Officers or officials have said that in the past, teams have designed their cars to adjust after pre-race inspection to give them an advantage. They did not suggest any foul play for this particular incident, but NASCAR needed to be fair and consistent with their inspections and discipline. Jimmy wasn't the only person to be punished on Monday. Three crew members for Denny Hamlin's team have been suspended for several races until June 10th. This is after a piece of tungsten fell off the car on the pace lap before the start of the Coca-Cola 600 on Sunday. Those members include the crew chief, Chris Gabehart, car chief Brandon Griffith and engineer Scott Simmons. The tungsten is mounted to the frame of the car to make sure that it meets the maximum weight requirements. The chunk off metal that fell off weighs about 35 pounds and could inflict quite a bit of damage to any car that got in its way. The rules stayed an automatic for race suspension, but with races on Sunday and Wednesday, these three will miss more than that. Denny Hamlin had to enter the pits for eight laps while they worked to readjust the tungsten. He was able to end up finishing 29th out of 40 cars. His team under Joe Gibbs have already replaced those three who have been suspended. They will be back on the track this Wednesday in Charlotte once again. The Nippon Professional Baseball League, or also known as the Japanese Baseball, will start the season on June 19th without fans. The season was planned to start on March 20th, but because of the COVID-19 pandemic, they had to postpone the season. The NPB is known to be the second-best baseball league outside the MLB. NPB Commissioner Atsushi Saito told all the 12 team representatives in an online meeting on Monday. Teams will be able to start practicing on June 2nd. The Japanese government will be lifting stay-at-home orders on June 1st for most of the country. He also said, I hope we can provide some guidance for sports other than professional baseball. It is important to operate cautiously according to our guidelines. It is with great joy that we have been able to decide on opening the season. But we believe it is from now that we must make through preparations without failing. It remains crucial our efforts move forward cautiously while protecting our players, other people involved, and their families. It was reported by the government there had been 850 deaths from the coronavirus. The Japanese Baseball League will be the third professional baseball league to come back from the coronavirus. The NPB joined the CBPL and the KBL. As of now, the league has no plans for the next few months to have fans. Before we dive into some more awesome sports topics, I'd like to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard anything about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Can't go wrong with that. And guess what? There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. That's not all, though. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It keeps on getting better, though. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. 
It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get back to the show. The EuroLeague has officially announced they will cancel the remainder of the 2019-2020 season. The EuroLeague is considered to be the second best basketball league outside the NBA. The EuroLeague Cup has also been terminated for the remainder of the season. Due to the pandemic, the league wasn't sure when they could come back. The EuroLeague teams agreed with basketball chairman and CEO Jordi Vitormia to end the season on a conference call on Monday. The league has been suspended since March 12th. The 2020-2021 season will start on September 30th and the Euro Cup will begin on October 1st. According to EuroLeague officials, the playing field will remain the same for all 18 clubs next season and no team will earn a spot in the Europe's premier club along with no wild card for this season. Multiple reports reported that Panathinaikos was the only team that disagreed with the decision. The Greens suggested that this season should continue because every team's revenue was less than they expected and demanded the league to take notice. The EuroLeague Players Associations have urged teams not to compete for the rest of the season and stated that if players traveled, they would be exposed to COVID-19. The EuroLeague executives and stockholders met on Monday in a conference call. Reported by Eurohoops.com, they discussed every possible option and thought it was the best to cancel the remainder of the season. They also canceled the Adidas Next Generation Tournament and EuroLeague Academy due to the outbreak. Petormia, without a doubt, this is the most uh, difficult season we have had to take in our 20-year history. Due to the reasons beyond our control, we have been forced to cut the most successful and exciting season in European basketball history. New York Knicks legend center Patrick Ewing, the current men's basketball head coach for the University of Georgetown, has tested positive for COVID-19 on Friday. Ewing is now home after being released from the hospital on Sunday, according to his family. After hearing the news of Ewing tested positive for coronavirus, he tweeted, I want to share that I've tested positive for COVID-19. This virus is serious and should not be taken lightly. I want to encourage everyone to stay safe and take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Ewing spent 15 years as an assistant coach with four NBA teams. In 2017, he was hired by his alma mater, the Georgetown Bulldogs, to be the head men's basketball coach. During his college years from 1981 to 1985, he helped lead the Bulldogs to three championship appearances, winning one in 1984. He won College Basketball Player of the Year in 1985 and was drafted number one overall by the Knicks in the same year. He was 11-time All-Star and a former Rookie of the Year. He is considered to be one of the greatest Knicks of all time. Charles Oakley, Ewing's former teammate, tweeted after hearing Patrick had tested positive for COVID-19. I want to war with you for 10 years. I I won't leave you on the battlefield now. Get well, Patrick. More fights ahead. Ewing's son said on Twitter, I want to thank all the doctors and hospitals staff for taking care of my father during his stay, as well as everyone who has reached out with thoughts and prayers to us since his diagnosis. My father is now home and getting better. We will continue to watch his symptoms and follow the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention guidelines. I hope everyone continues to stay safe and protect yourselves and your loved ones. The NFL is planning to have full stadiums by August and September. The NFL currently is in the offseason. However, some teams are not able to hold offseason workouts because of the pandemic. One week ago, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell confirmed that teams could hold offseason workouts in facilities if the state and local government allowed it. New York, California, Arizona, and Florida are allowing teams to hold workouts and training camps. Currently, the only team that is skipping offseason workouts is the New Orleans Saints. The NFL is one of the only leagues that hasn't been really deeply affected by the pandemic. Executive Vice President of Football Operations Troy Vincent said on Friday, 
to have full stadiums until the medical community tells us otherwise, according to an NBC Sports report. Now, remember, when we're talking, we're talking about August, September. So there's a lot that can happen here. So we're planning for full stadiums. He's also said that while packed stadiums is the goal, the NFL is also making plans for adjusted capacities, depending on the state of the coronavirus pandemic when the season begins. We also know that we have to plan for half stadiums, three quarters. So we're planning for all those different scenarios. But first and foremost, we're making every effort working with the medical community if we can have those stadiums with all people until they tell us otherwise when that time comes. That's our plan. That's our plan of action. The NFL had a virtual draft in April and released its schedule a few weeks ago on a three and six hour show by NFL Network and ESPN. The season will start when the Kansas City Chiefs play the Houston Texans on September 10th. Former NFL running back Reggie Bush has some concerns over the NCAA's recent support of a player endorsement plan. Bush said in a recent interview that paying college athletes who don't have the proper guidance is going to destroy some people. His comment started getting attention online, and he later tweeted on Monday saying, This is not what I said, nor the context I said it. In the interview, he went on to say guidance is the one thing that young athletes coming through the college system miss on so much. I missed on it. They're about to start paying college athletes. This is something that has never been experienced before, and it's going to destroy some people if their foundation is not in the right place. The NC Board of Governors announced last month it supports a proposal that allows college athletes to sign endorsement contracts and receive payments from other work. They also said college athletes will be able to appear in advertisements and can reference the sport they play or the school they go to, but are not allowed to use school logos, branding, in their advertisements. The proposal for the new rule is scheduled to be submitted to the NCAA board by October, which will vote on it no later than January 2021. Bush went on to say that's our market is crashing and that well-paid athletes are an open target inside the widespread financial uncertainty during this pandemic. Bush went to college at USC where he rushed for 3,200 yards and 25 rushing touchdowns in his career. He won the Heisman 2005 at USC but had to forfeit it due to a scandal. He was taken second overall in the 2006 NFL Draft by the Saints. After retiring in 2017, Bush had rushed for 5,500 yards, 36 touchdowns, and a whopping 10 tackles in his 11-year NFL career. Ahead of their next event this Saturday in Las Vegas, the UFC is being proactive in implementing stricter policies for COVID-19 testing to prevent the virus. You may remember that a fighter and one of his cornermen tested positive for the coronavirus at UFC 249 in Jacksonville. The Nevada State Athletic Commission will also be issuing a protocol for COVID-19 testing, but the UFC appears to be out ahead of this to prevent any spread of the virus. According to MMAfighting.com, there will be a test for athletes and their camp upon arrival at their hotel in Las Vegas. They must self-isolate in their hotel room until the results have come in. If they test positive, they must stay in the room until further notice. Once their tests come back negative, though, they may resume with fight week activities. There will also be a second test at the hotel after weigh-ins. The Nevada State Athletic Commission also issued a memo that said you should not have physical contact with anyone other than the members of your camp. Outside of stricter testing, the UFC is making one other significant change to their next fight at the Apex in Las Vegas. Instead of fighting in their usual 30-foot octagon, fighters will be competing in a 25-foot cage. The 25-foot cage is not uncommon for the UFC, and it's usually used at places like the Pearl Theater or other small venues. This will benefit the bigger fighters who don't have to move around as much and will definitely encourage a whole lot more action in each fight. Thanks for listening to the 7-Eleven Sports Podcast, your top seven sports stories of the day in just 11 minutes. 
Please don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.